Welcome to Gay Geek Bizarre Show, episode 137, and it's a Monday, April 29th, 2019. I am Nard. And this is Ray. Yes, welcome everyone to Gay Geek Bizarre Show. We talk about gay news, geek stories, and bizarre topics. Ray, Astros won! Woo! Astros won last weekend. We watched, and uh, they beat they beat the Indians, Cleveland Indians. I was there. I was at the game. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was in San Padre. How was that? How was that? Well, the water was cold, but the beach was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, how about the waves? Did you go into the water itself? I put my foot in. It was too cold for me. Oh. <laughs> it, needs that extra, it needs that extra month to warm up for me. Oh, that's right. Okay, so uh, I saw that you were all covered up. I saw some pictures. You don't want yes. to burn. Well, yeah, because I burn so easily. So. so no sunblock, no amount of sunblock can protect you. No, I get sunburnt regardless. So that's why I started buying uh, SPF clothing to wear outside. SPF clothing. Yeah. Actual SPF clothing. Well, that's good. You're able to go there. It's a, it's a, it, South Padre Island is really nice. It's been so long since we last went there. It was a fun, it was a tr- fun trip. It was a bear run back then. I went to, uh, they used to do it in South Padre Island. It's really fun. Okay, so uh, I haven't, watched Avengers yet I'll probably watch it tomorrow or sometime I don't know yet when maybe tonight who knows and uh, Game of Thrones is still in the middle of uh, watching it so right now I'm just uh, I'm, I'm watching well, it was it right emotion- it's been an emotional roller coaster from last night to today because I watched Game of Thrones last night and I watched Endgame today so. yeah it should be downer and then Upper, I guess, with the uh, Avengers. Yeah, but I'll, all of y'all that are starting to watch Game of Thrones, it was filmed that dark intentionally. It's nothing wrong with your TV. Although, like, if my old TV, if I was watching on that, I wouldn't be able to see anything because it'd just be too dark. Yeah. So. If you have a HDR TV, you have a Ultra HD. You should be able to see true black. You'd be able to see yeah. that. So, but uh, it was it's quite interesting. Yep. And the only spoiler I'm going to say Uh-oh. is when Silky Nutmeg uh, Ganache <laughs> rides in uh, on that dragon and Dracaris is Thanos, you're not going to believe it. Okay. I had to uh, put my headphones away <laughs> when you said that. Okay. So I don't know anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for the spoilers, Ray. Uh-huh. Okay. So, shall we... Oh, we lost... We won the game yesterday and uh, lost one game yesterday so at the softball. So, it was lame. Yeah. So, you zeroed your own stuff out. Oh, yeah. Which reminds me, Lewis. <laughs> His team Loba beat us. <laughs> That's right. So, Lewis won last yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so we go to our stories. Oh, it's interesting because it's about gay borrowers. Okay, Ray, what's our gay story today? U.S. mortgage lenders are 73% more likely to deny gay borrowers, study says. Gay couples are a lot less likely to be approved for a home loan, and they pour, pay more for the mortgages they do get according to a new analyst of more than 30 million U.S. home loans from 1990 to 2015. Analysis. Yes, that's right. Analysis, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Same-sex partners were 73% more likely to be denied a loan than a male-female couples with the same financial profile, according to the study by Iowa State University's Ivy College of Business. The higher fees, an average of 0.2%, uh, an average of 0.2 percentage points, are small for individual bars, but add up to much as $86 million a year, according to the research published by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The penalties aren't limited to LGBTQ bars. As more same-sex couples seek loans in a neighborhood, rejection rates and fees rise for other borrowers as well. Although the U.S. has become far more accepting in recent decades, LGBTQ people are not explicitly protected from discrimination in federal lending laws, and a majority of states don't prohibit housing and accommodation discrimination against LGBT residents. All right. I have a problem with this. Oh, of course, everybody has a problem with this. But you know what? This is just silly for them to be denying uh, gay people because, in my opinion, gay couples uh, probably are double-income families, right? Yep. And they would. And they're pay usually more. not kids. Yes, and there are you. You know, uh, any kind of mortgage or any kind of uh, uh, property that they're getting, it's gonna be improved. It's going mm-hmm. to be. <laughs> It's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it doesn't make sense. That well, the, this this is a long-reaching uh, study. I mean, this goes from oh, 1990 to mm-hmm. 2015. Yeah, but you know what? They, uh, I feel like there should be a follow-up study on this one, on the ones who, uh, who actually maintain them and fulfill the the debt after some years i mean what is the what would what would be the uh, statistic though uh, because this is all about uh being denied but how about the the percentage of people who are who actually complete or are in good standing in their debts i don't know true yeah but the question is how many people that applied that were not gay couples got denied yeah it seems seems incomplete though they just want it's like it's like uh, they want to make the numbers show for gay borrowers they didn't give a real number for straight borrowers yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah bloomberg needs to do a better job in uh, making their making their statistics it's uh yeah. and i feel like it's a little not necessarily unfounded uh yeah. statistics but it sounds like maybe out of that whole report this was just a blurb yeah so Anyway, so yeah. Uh, in, in any case, if there is such a such a thing as a, as a discrimination, some yeah, it, whether it's LGBTQ or or minority discrimination, uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah. it's just I know. But I didn't know another good thing would be to go back and look and study this after uh, same sex marriages were allowed. Yeah, because same sex marriage because was allowed 2016? 2015? It's, it's been longer than that, hasn't it? No. Uh, How long have you been married? 2012, and it was only in a few states. It, only Massachusetts and a few states. Yeah, when, it, when gay marriage was allowed. So, and then, it'd be interesting to see how that changes after gay marriage, because, uh, well, if they allowed gays to get married, not gay marriage, but mm-hmm. um, because then the same laws that same that uh, uh, Straight couples applied applied to gay couples, so yeah, it'd be interesting to go see that. So anyway, okay, let's go to the geek ray. The geek right. is about brains, but not that kind okay. of. Okay, apparently China has banned their people from watching.
Planet of the Apes. Because this <laughs> is how that shit happens. Yes, exactly. Maybe they don't know the concept of yeah. They haven't seen uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and this is a very long article, and I cut it down, so it might seem a little cut up a little bit, but that's because I tried to get the meat out of it. So. Okay, that's fine. All right, I'll read this one. So Chinese scientists insert human brain gene into monkeys. Spark ethical debate. It's always the Chinese, though. There was the uh, cloning, right? The, ba- the two babies that were cloned. The twins that were cloned. Uh, not that cloned, but they were genetically engineered to uh, cure AIDS. But this one's actually a human brain gene into, into monkeys. So when scientists in China added human genes to monkeys, they were hoping to gain a better understanding of how human brains develop. In the process, they triggered an an ethical debate over research that some say blurs the line between humans and animals. The scientists behind the new research, which was published March 27th in the journal National Science Review, uh, say genetically altered monkeys can advance our understanding of brain development which could lead to new treatments for autism and other developmental disorders, including uh, talking apes, right, Ray? So, but critics of this research, including one scientist who contributed to it, have called foul, arguing that the scientific gains don't justify the creation of monkeys that could wind up with more human-like intelligence. Woo-hoo! This is the scary part, Ray. So the research grew out of a simple question. How does our DNA lay out of the uh, blueprint for humans' powerful brains? Specifically, the scientists based on the Chinese Academy of Science, Science's Kunming Institute of Zoology, wanted to understand the role of the MCPH1 gene in human brain development. Babies with malfunctioning copies of the gene are often born with unusual small heads, unusually small heads, and condition known as microcephaly. And since the uh, human and monkey versions of MCPH1 are slightly different, scientists think the gene may be partly responsible for humans' high intelligence. In the study, the scientists uh, added the human version of MCPH1 to 11 embryos that could become rhesus macaques. 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 I think it's macaques. Uh, Dirty blonde dirty blunt, monkeys that share about 93% of their DNA with humans. The so-called transgenic embryos were then implanted into the wombs of female monkeys. Two embryos were lost to miscarriage. Uh, 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 Three more were euthanized before birth so that scientists could examine their brains. Of the six monkeys that were born, one died about two months in. The other five were given memory tests and had their brains Im- imaged in an MRI machine at regular intervals. The transgenic monkeys behaved much like their unaltered counterparts, and their brains were roughly the same size. But their brain cells took longer to develop um, compared to those of the unaltered monkeys, a sign that the researchers interpreted as neoteny, the super slow maturation of the human brain that is thought to be linked to our species. Uh, high intelligence. They also outperformed the unaltered monkeys on the memory tests and had quicker reaction time. So, Ray, this is scary that they're actually doing this, but somewhat they failed because, you know, it's not it's not the kind of human intelligence they're ki- trying to they're trying to get from humans or from yet. monkeys. Nothing yet. yet. They might perfect it, don't you think? Yeah. I'm Next sure. thing you know, 
Because, you know, originally that's how the Planet of the Eight started out on the original series. They were genetically engineered to be smarter so they could do mundane tasks. Yeah, eventually they become very smart. Their yeah. instincts Trump, come Trump in. shut down the borders. We couldn't get cheap labor, so they DNA altered monkeys to get make them smart, and then the monkeys took over. That's right. Kind of like Congress right now. Yep, bunch of monkeys. Okay, so yeah, this is scary, but at the same time, I don't know. Is it exciting? Is it is it is it exciting to have human-like uh, apes? And whoever, if 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 it ever evolves, and uh, you know, any of these uh, go through, and any any of the monkeys become, do become intelligent, they become like uh, uh, that monkey from from uh, the Umbrella Academy, right? <laughs> Didn't they have a uh, a monkey friend there? Anyway, yes. so it could evolve to something like that. They could be butlers, right? Anyway, so it's interesting that they're having this right now. So it's always China. So at first they have the genetically engineered twins that are uh, supposed to be uh, immune to AIDS and uh, to HIV and AIDS. And this one is uh, they're trying to um, make human-like brain uh, hu- human uh yeah human like hu- uh, monkeys so i don't know is it is it something that you're excited about ray apparently not no no is it because okay is it you're you don't like it ray because of the potential that it becomes um a monkey future like a like planet the planet of the apes type or is it yeah be- but I, but but i can also see that like oh they're close enough to humans, we can genetically alter them and make them slaves. Oh. So you think about the slaves thing, which would eventually well, the slaves they might... and that, that the research, even though it might be good, it also can have a very bad downside. Yeah, everything like that is a potential to have a downside. And of course, the, 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 what you just said there is about the ethical reasons about it, not, not, not only because possibly slavery, but of course, you know, altering humans like that is playing God and everything. I don't know. It's always these ethics that's uh, that's uh, affecting many yeah. many countries, including the U.S. Apparently, in China, there's not much regulation, or I don't know. There may be some. Well, regulation, our bizarre but they get story will really talk about China's uh, regulation. Oh, that's right. There's a new China story here, Ray. Let's go to the bizarre. What's our bizarre? Which is okay. kind of weird. To fight K-pop's influence in China, a club teaches young boys to be alpha males. Now, I really butchered this article because it's a lot of hearsay, but I'll try to get to the meat of it, so y'all bear with me. All right. It's 14 degrees in the morning. Two dozen boys gather at a Beijing park to be transformed into alpha males. A reluctant winter sun casts silver light between treacherously cold shadows. The wind bites, worsting nerves as the boys, the youngest seven, prepare to strip to their waist for a run. One of the watching mothers is worried. She wants her son to grow into a macho male, but it's so cold. She tells him he can keep his shirt on, or perhaps skip the run through Olympic Forest Park. This is the kind of film parenting that Coach Tang... Feminine. Feminine. Huh? Feminine. Feminine parenting that Coach Tang fears can run boys. Tang, a former school teacher, founded the Real Man Training Club to combat what he and others in China see as a masculinity crisis. Part of a backlash against the makeup and earring-wearing male TV, film, and pop idols who have gained immense popularity there. If you're promoting these effeminate figures, Tang said, it is a calamity for our country. 
In a nation where men dominate political and business leadership and campaigners for gender equality have gained little traction, the debate over what effeminate has become a popular pastime among older conservative residents and mostly among men. Influenced by K-pop idols in Korea, China's boy bands and celebrities with their delicate beauty, dyed hair, and hot couture wardrobes have a massive following among women here. But China's state-run media condemns the young idols, calling them sissy pants <laughs> and fresh young meat. Wow. The backlash deepened after a back-to-school TV program featured the boy band F4. Angry parents attacked the education ministry's decision to hold up the cosmetics-wearing young men as role models. State media warned that a sick and decadent future threatened the future of the nation. This year, a Chinese video streaming website started blurring earrings worn by men. What? That's weird. The gender stereotyping is just not about gender identity itself, said an author and researcher on Chinese masculinity. It's about the reproduction of, of the nation and how to properly cultivate the next generation. They're worrying that if Chinese men are so effeminate, then we will become a weak country in the future and we cannot compete with our rivals, he said. There's anxiety about the virility of the nation being harmed by those effeminate male images. Screenwriter Wang says that the young men resemble male prostitutes sought after by some affluent older women. We need to be aware of this effeminacy before it's too late to deal with, said Wang, 48. Also, some of those gay older Chinese men. <laughs> he is berated fellow screenwriters are saying that saying they portray men as wimps, cowards, losers, and idiots, and that China should look to Hollywood for strong alpha male characters. This created the impression that Chinese men are all weak, irresponsible, and indifferent, he warned. Male actors represent national ideology. We cannot encourage this younger generation to look up to them as role models. Chinese military leader seems to share the fears about the nation's men. With the Army newspaper's People's Liberation Army Daily complaining that 20% of recruits were not fit enough to pass the fitness test for admission because they are overweight, watched too many cell phone videos, drank too much, or masturbated too often. <laughs> if you are a male, you are supposed to have those male traits. If you are a girl, you tend to be softer, Chen said. But I don't think the entertainment industry has shown good role models for the society because the celebrities they put on the big screen exhibit a more feminine side of men. That's the problem. It's a generation of men anxious and insecure about their declining social statuses and their desperation to cling to power, Zen wrote on the Shanghai-based website Six Stone. We all must learn to accept the fact that a delicate face does not mean a weak heart. Slender shoulders do not reveal a fragile soul. And a betrayal of outdated masculine stereotypes is not betrayal of the nation. Tang, who founded Real Men Training Club in 2012, has a world view that is divided into traditional gender roles. Boys are rough, boisterous, and energetic. Girls are quiet, studious, and groomed. The former school teacher, whose class included trouble, low-achieving boys, said Chinese boys are being betrayed by an education system dominated by risk-averse female teachers who reward girls' good behavior and punish bad male behavior. So you know what I think about these guys. These are these these uh, the school teacher. These people who who are trying to advocate uh, uh, making men more. Uh, what is it? Alpha males. They are very yeah. insecure, and I think that they are really just so. Yeah, they're really insecure, and and uh, they're just threatened by people who, I guess, who do wear makeup because I guess they think they're effeminate, and not, that's yeah. not always the case. 
So, and the ones who are screaming and liking them are are girls, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what girls like. But if girls like it, boys will follow along to get girls to like them. Mm-hmm. So guys would so. St- end up wearing makeup and being slim and being being effeminate. Okay. Yeah. So, so they just. I mean, look what happened to you, Mater. What? What do you mean? Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's just sad that they they have to go through these motions that they have to train people to become alpha males. That's really by itself is really a sign, a big big sign of of being uh, being insecure about them about their their own masculinity that they have yeah. to force all these kids to go yeah. by it. I bet they're the only ones who are thinking about this and they think that that the uh, uh, chubby little kids and uh, are re- are weakling and it's just really inadequate. They just feel inadequate themselves and they're trying to emulate it and spread their uh, insecurities to other kids. Yeah, it's really sad. Were you were you ever trained to be masculine when you were you were a kid? You're a farmer. No. You were a farmer when you were. I've been naturally butch all my life. Right until you broke a nail. And then you start screaming, "Oh, call nine one one!" Oh, that's what you pretty much did, right, Ray? Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so that's um, uh, well, I don't know. Is it? Would you rather them grow up? And what about boot camps? Aren't boot camps uh, not the one what like holy what holy you gets, but uh, boot camps in uh and you know they're probably older they're in their 20s wouldn't that be more appealing Ray yes yes <laughs> that's kind of resounding yes <laughs> yes why won't he train those be they're out al- they're already alpha males right so yeah. yeah so boot camp I would rather have boot camps than actually training them to be alpha males such sad sad human beings <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's the story for the week, Ray. So, um, yeah, what's what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, so my plan is I still I'm still gonna finish uh, Game of Thrones tonight, I'm recording this uh-huh. on a Monday, and then I don't know, maybe if I get a bad hair, I'll probably go tonight and watch uh, Endgame, or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I just don't want to be left out. It's, it's three hours long. I'm just sta- prepare. I'm just staying away from all the social social media. I don't want to talk to my coworkers. I don't want to talk to my friends because they might just spoil yeah. it. So I have to wait yep. for a couple of days. Maybe yep. tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Maybe I'll see. I'll see what I can do. All right, Ray. So I guess that's the show. If you want to uh, see the stories that we talked about, they're all on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/GayGeekBizarre. And if you want to contact us, you can send your emails to show at gaygeekbizarre.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail at 281-947-2327. That's 281-947-2327. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Yes, and go to the official website at gaygeekbizarre.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you guys for the next show. Bye.